All right, welcome everybody. Welcome to our community data gathering, exploring our census data. I'm Barb Lawrence. I'm the grants coordinator with Loudoun County in the Department of Finance and Procurement and the Division of uh, Program Evaluation and Research. I'm going to start by introducing um, our facilitator today, uh, Stacy Cochran McNeil. If you could, um, if you can mute your lines, that would be helpful. As you're signing on, thank you for that. Um, Stacy Cochran McNeil is a data dissemination specialist with the U.S. Census Bureau. She provides data services, presentations, trainings, and outreach for Maryland and Northern Virginia. One of her primary ro roles and the one that she most enjoys is showing community members how easy it is to access census data. Tracy has lived in Central Maryland and the Capital Beltway region for over 35 years. She resides in Annapolis um, with her family. So with that, I will turn it over to Stacy. Great, thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see people's faces and love to have people here. Whether you have your camera or not, that wasn't a judgment, but sometimes I, you know, I'd love to, I'm very narcissistic, so you have to see my face, but I do like to see people's faces, but I understand if you wanna go off at any point or come back on. Um, this is a wonderfully sized group, which means I would love for us to be as interactive as possible. So as we're going through, if you have a question, you can definitely put it in the chat. Um, Barbara, I don't mind being interrupted at any point. Um, also, if you'd like to raise your hand and ask it, that would be fabulous as well. Because again, like I said, we're going to get a lot more out of this, um, the more interactive that we are throughout this. So um, I recognize some people's names, but there, are, I think there are some people that I did not, were not at last week. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So I did base this on some of the knowledge that came from last week. However, you're not going to be lost because I will repeat a lot of things. And the recording for last week, I know Tracy sent out. I'm not sure who she sent, if she sent out to everyone who had registered or just in general, that it will be available um, for you. And with that, she also, there's the slide deck from last week that has all of my notes plus a links document. Um, and I will, at the end of this presentation, well, not today, but probably over the next couple of days, you will also get a very large slide deck because I like to put in as many screenshots as possible because I like to have, be able to reference it um, as, a, you know, as, because if it's two weeks or so before I'm able to get back to something, I like to be able to reference that. So I do like to include that in there. So you there will be, I'll throw in some slides from last week as well, um, so that if you, um, you won't feel like you missed anything from last week, except just the, you know, those tools, which you can get that from watching that video. Okay, so um, enough of that. Um, thank you for having me back. I'm really looking forward to today. So today we are actually going to be, I'm going to share my screen so I can go going with our slides. I hate this question. Everyone can see it. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> it's such a trite question, but there's no other way to ask it. Um, so let's go ahead. What we what we're going to be talking about today is data.census.gov, which is our most versatile tool. And this tool is going to allow you to get data very quickly, but also allow you to deep dive into some of the things that you may need to look for. Um, quick facts that we went over last week and narrative profiles, 
gives um, more, not, I want to say surface level data, but you're just able to look at what's there. Um, and you're not able to kind of, you know, look at some of the other cross-tabulated tables that we will be able to do today, okay? So that's why I really like data.census.gov. But I do feel like I talked about last week, There, I, I look at everything as a toolbox when it comes to census data. So what I'm hoping is to help you build that census toolbox. There are over 58 data tools. It's not possible to know all of them and not all of them are useful all the time. I feel like data.census.gov is probably your more, your more versatile, but there's a time and a place for it. And so to me, with the three, the quick facts and error profiles and then data.census.gov, you've got a really good starting point for finding this data for data-informed decision-making, for your grant writing, whatever it is, you're gonna be able to use it. Just, you know, making yourself really interesting at cocktail parties, throwing out some data, that also is a really good use for it as well. Or your or your children's um, papers at midnight when they still haven't found what they need. <laughs> this is also a really good source and you'll be the parent of the year for them. So what we're gonna be talking about, like I said, is data census. We're gonna look, just talk for a few minutes about data search framework that I feel is useful to helping kind of contain this process that can really become rather unruly. Um, geography, we're gonna quickly review geography and then talk um, briefly about American Community Survey. And then we're going to, using a scenario and exercises, we're gonna get into data.census.gov. Okay, so let's go ahead and have some fun. So this is what you're gonna find in day.census.gov. And my thinking is, is this is probably what you need for um, a lot of your grant applications. So this is, you know, you're gonna find workforce characteristics, disability data, education. That's just a small amount. Race, ethnicity, age, sex, household composition, language spoken at home, workforce characteristics. Because data.census.gov includes um, not only the American Community Survey, but also the decennial de uh, data as well, the 2020 data, and actually the 2010 data. So you can really start to look at using those surveys, um, getting a really good understanding. We're going to predominantly just focus today on American Community Survey, but um, like I will talk about a little bit, and I mentioned the 2020 census data is available in there, which um, is a point in time, but also um, I, my guess is a lot of grant applications might want that data. And so this is the perfect place to find that. Um, also, you can find a data.census.gov, the workforce characteristics, so the socioeconomic and workforce characteristics, but you can also find business data, economic data. So if you have an interest in that, please reach out to me and we can either set up a time or we can talk to um, Barbara and Tracy about maybe doing a training on that because that's a whole nother way to look at data um, in data.census.gov, but it is definitely there. And uh, eventually in this, uh, Barbara will be putting some links in the chat that you can find out more about both of those, the economic surveys as well as the decennial surveys. So this was something that I had put together really for myself and made, and then started thinking this would be useful for anyone who is needing to find data. So before you start your search, I do find it useful to do some pre-planning. It can help save time and frustration. 
um, as far as, you know, just kind of directing you where you need to go. So it doesn't have to start left to right, but I, you know, like to say, let's have that question. What is it you're looking for? And when we do this scenario later, it's really not a specific, the scenario that we're looking at is they just want to find data for their, for their service area. That is a valid question. Let me just kind of get a sense of what's happening. Who lives in my service area? What are their needs based on their workforce characteristics? Um, who's in their household? Do they have a car? Do they have broadband? Uh, you know, are they grandparents raising children? So those are all pieces of information that are going to be really useful. And just what we talked about on the previous slide, all those different things that you can find. So you can have a very general question or you can have a, a more narrow. I do recommend that you keep it on the more general side and see what you find. Um, if you have a very limited um, scope of, of a question, it might be a little bit more difficult to find that data until you know what's in, what is available for your area. Okay, once you kind of get a sense of what's out there in data.census.gov, then you can start really drilling down to some more specific, like language spoken to home is one of those that you can really find some nice specific data on. Okay, geography. It's important to know what your geography is because not all of the data is available at all the geography levels. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. The data tool. Um, just it, You don't have to have an idea, but sometimes it's good to think, okay, so I know I just need general facts from a lot of different sources. Let me just check out and see what Quick Facts has that I can just pull. I wanna see what an example of a narrative would be for the data that's in my area. I'm gonna look at narrative profiles. Data.census.gov, I want the, the estimates, I want the counts, I want the numbers, I want that data, I wanna be able to put into in a spreadsheet, I wanna be able to take a look at it in Excel. Um, share that with others. And so that's what's important to kind of just maybe start out with a, a general sense of, of what tool you want to start with. Um, and then the same with the data. Do you need demographic data? Do you need economic data? Uh, do you want it in a table format, visual mapping? Um, so all of those things are going to help inform, but it's fine just for you to start with the geography. And that's where we're going to start uh, when we move into data.census.gov. So let's talk a little bit about the geography. This is going to be a little bit of a repeat from last week, but um, this, these are our geographic concepts. So understanding geography, the census geography, isn't always as simple as it seems because we don't use the words like community or neighborhood. We use census tract. We use Zika. What is a Zika? You know, we, uh, um, county subdivisions, places, census-designated places. So it doesn't take long to get the jargon, but it is important to know um, to know what what they what we mean when you're looking at this data, so that you can actually that you can make use of that data. So all of these uh, geographies are going to be nesting inside of each other. And so if we look at, we're going to predominantly be looking at county census tract and block groups today and zip codes. I did want to do, and actually we're probably not going to be even looking at block groups, but when you're dealing with uh, Loudoun County, those are the geographies that are going to be available to you, which is going to be those again, the Loudoun County census tract block group. And then the census block is the lowest 
um, uh, geography available, and that's only available with the census, the decennial census, so the 2020 census. Okay, so you can see on this graphic, a block group is 600 to 3,000 people, approximately, um, and the census tract is going to be 1,200 to 8,000 people, approximately. Most of them are about 4,000, um, but their your uh, census tract is made up of block groups, and the block groups are made up of blocks, and the county is made up of the census tract. It's kind of like that that old lady who swallowed a fly. That's that kind of same concept, or some people say like the nesting, the nesting dolls as well to help visualize what we're talking about here. So does anyone have any questions? Like I said, it's going to be kind of a brief review of that. Everyone good so far? Awesome. Great. Please let me know if you're not. And once we get into data.census.gov, this will make sense. So when you are starting your search, especially with the census tracts, um, Zitka's, oh, you know what, let me let me stop. I did not talk about the Zitka. A Zitka is essentially the zip code. So postal service is zip codes, census is Zitka's. So what they have done is every 10 years, they they look at how the, all the data lines up with the block groups, the census tract, they take all of those zip codes and the ones the most pop, the most commonly showing or occurring from the postal zip codes is the one that they're going to then look at to see if it lines up with the other data. So just so, just so you understand, you know, just the really the base, the thing to remember is that a zip code most often is going to correspond to that same Zitka. All right. And one thing that can be really helpful is there are areas, um, some rural areas that may not happen. So you may have three zip codes in an area, like a rural area, and you only find two Zitkas. So that means that one of those zip codes has been absorbed into one of the two Zitkas. I've only found that rarely, and I don't think that it happens in Virginia. Um, but one way to, to <laughs> check that is to use one of these three um, geography resources because you can actually put an address into any of these and it will tell you the Zitka and it will tell you the census tract, the county, the the uh, block group, the block. So it's very useful from that standpoint. So the census geocoder and the narrative profiles are both census tools. Now narrative profile is what we did last week and I like using it for this reason because you can get that data. Geocoder, census geocoder is specifically for identifying the geographies. Census reporter is actually a tool created by Northwestern University to give easy access for our data. <laughs> so it is a great alternative actually uh, or supplement to using our data tools. Um, we recommend it for definitely the address search. And if for some reason you go into data.census.gov and it's not working, you know you can go to Census Reporter and um, have access. So we're gonna go actually into Census Reporter right now. And I'm going to show you, and I know if Barbara has put those in the link. So when I do demonstrate, I really would love if you could follow along with me. Um, and that would be great. That's kind of how I designed this um, is for you to follow along with that. Is that are the links working for you to put those in, Barbara? The link work great. Wonderful. Sometimes when I put them on the document, they don't work. So let me go ahead and stop sharing this. And now I'm going to share 
this screen, but I'm okay. So can you tell me, are you looking at census reporter? Yeah, it's, I can't see if people are nodding their heads because someone on mute and just tell, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Sorry about that. Okay, so um, this is this, I, I brought us directly to the address lookup. Okay, because I wanted, um, I'm just gonna stop my camera for just a moment. I wanted to be able to just go right to this, but when we're done, I'm gonna pop into census reporters so we can also take a look at that. So when you when you uh, come to this, you can use your current location or you can just put in what you'd like. So I'm gonna put in this address and it will come up, one of them should come up eventually as you're typing. So then you can go ahead and click there. And as you can see, it tells us what our block group is. It's block group two, track 7310.03. Can I interrupt? And then it gives, I'm sorry, pardon? Can you, can you tell me what address you put in? Oh, I put in um, the address down the street from me. Okay. Yeah, do you wanna put your own, you can put your own address in. Yeah, and then, yeah, would you like, does that, I should have said that, I apologize. You can put the address, can everyone see this okay? Does it, is it showing up pretty well? Yeah. Okay, great. So go ahead and let me, I should have said, go ahead and put your own address in um, right up here. I just put in one that is just in my area in Cape St. Clair, Maryland. Okay, so you can see here, it's gonna give you that block group information and there's your census tract as well. So now this one does not give you Zitka's, but narrative profile and geocoder will, will give you the Zitka's. But if you just want census track or your block group, this is gonna be really useful for you. So if we come up here and we click on census reporter, this is what census reporter is. And you can actually find facts, get visualizations, um, profiles about the community. It has um, the one-year data in it, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. And it gives you all different information on how to use this. This is a really great, like I said, alternate tool to our tools as well. So does anyone have any questions at this point about Census Reporter? No, we're good? Okay, great. Okay, so I'm gonna come out of here quickly and you can see my face again. We're gonna come back to our slideshow, great. Okay, so we are going to be um, in a few minutes using narrative profiles because I do want to get that uh, Zitka. But again, like I said, I just want to make sure you knew of those three really useful tools. Um, otherwise, it's if you don't come into data.census.gov with the census track or the Zitka, it can be a little bit more work for you. You can definitely do it and you can do it by mapping, which I'll show you um, when we do the mapping. But it is nice if you come into it kind of armed with that data already. So 
in the data census.gov, you're going to be able to find American Community Survey data, 2020 census, and economic surveys, like I mentioned earlier. And Barbara is putting those in the chat. But we're going to just be focusing on the American Community Survey today. So the American Community Survey has two primary um, data sets. So American Community Survey was started in 2005. It actually came from the the decennial census. So it was, um, there was a long form and a short form for many decades with the um, 20, with the decennial census. And around the 1990s, there started to be, you know, demand for data more frequently than 10 years. So after a pilot program in 2005, they started the American Community Survey. And so it is what used to be the long form. So now when um, people receive their decennial questions, it's the short form only to all households. And then 3.5 million people every year receive the American Community Survey. And it asks questions on 35 plus topics um, ranging from all different categories housing, um, economic, which again is that workforce, um, income type data, you know, socioeconomic data, um, demographic and housing data, which is very similar to what the 2020 census or decennial census collects, and then social characteristics. And so when we get into data census, you'll see all those topics. One thing to really remember with American Community Survey is like I said, there's two data sets, there's actually three data sets but two primary ones. And one is the one year, which is the American Community Survey, excuse me, the one year data, which is for 65,000 people or more. So that is um, important to remember. So if you're looking at county data, if you're looking at state data, if you're looking at areas where um, the, the places, the towns, the cities are gonna be larger than 65,000, then you're going to be able to use that one-year data. If you're looking at um, census tracts, zitcas, block groups, you will automatically need to use the five-year data because that data is for 65,000 people or less. So, um, and it's not just necessary. We say population, but if you're looking at very specific variables like that language spoken at home, um, looking at ethnicities, um, you know, if you were looking at tribal data you would need to make sure that you were using the five-year American Community Survey data, even if you had an area that was larger than 65,000. So a couple of things to, to just, I'm probably gonna hear me say it a few times, is one-year data and five-year data should never be com compared to each other. They're actually two different data sets. Um, you get that one-year data every year, it's released, it's after 12 months of data collection, and um, it's going to be, this talks about less reliable. That is just in terms of the five-year, okay? So the margin of error are going to be larger with the one-year. Um, and it's best when the frequency or the recent, uh, you know, the how recent the data is, is more important than your geography. So that's just a really good rule of thumb to remember. But again, if you want the, if you want anything that is below like county and, and smaller, um, unincorporated places or even smaller incorporated places, five years where you're going to want to be, definitely for that census track. So it's a six month of, of the five years. So it's an aggregate of all that five-year data. Um, and it is going to be, again, data for all areas. And like I said, it's when G, it's best when geography is the most important 
um, focus of your of your data search. Okay. Another thing with the five year is that you should not compare overlapping five year sets. So you can compare um, five year and five year and one year and one year, but you should, you know, like I said, I'm gonna say it again. Don't ever compare the other, you know, one year and five year. But if you're gonna compare five year data, make sure that you do not compare overlapping, so that you would not do, you know, our next set of data is gonna be released in December. Um, coming up, and that will be for 2018 to 2022. So then that means that you could then take that data and look at from a previous data set where there is no um, overlapping of those same years. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, so I think I've gone into that enough, and we'll talk about it more as we go into the um, data census stock up. So this I just want to put in really quickly. This is our guidance. I like putting this in just as some things to really remember when looking at the data. And a couple of things I've already repeated, but the decennial, it's every 10 years. It's a point in time. So it's an official count, general demographics, and you get that census block from it. So it's a count, okay? Um, American Community Survey on the right here, again, like I was saying, it's estimates, it's trends. 3.5 million households per year. So you've got that one year and five year. Um, essentially everything I just got done saying, it's important you know, compare one year, one year and five year and five year. So when you are just, just general guidance for look, using the data, um, like I'd said, neighborhood and community aren't census terms. So instead we look at the census track, we look at community blocks, we look at zip codes, um, which you can then, you know, create a profile of your community if you've gone in and be able to identify where those census tracks are. And that's what we will be talking about with our scenario. Um, so geographic boundaries change over time. The zip codes get changed every 10 years. If you notice with the census tracks, and you, I'll point that out to you, um, it's one that we're going to be, two, the two that we're going to be looking at is 66 um, I've got my notes here, 6610.02, I think it was. And then there was the other one was 0.04. So what that means is that census tract, that 6110, has been divided two times over time. So that's a, you know, so that at one point that was a larger, that was one big census tract, and now it's it's grown. And so they've they've added the 0.1 and then there was then there's the 0.2. So that's something that I, I just find kind of a little bit of a data nerd. So I find that interesting that you can actually look at that and say, hey, this is, this census tract is actually, is actually grown. Um, and um, so that's why when you are looking at previous years of data, you there are documentation on census.gov that you would need to definitely check out that will talk about how to take into account those geographic boundary changes. And then when you, you can compare decennial data with ACS data, but you just have to make sure everything is squared out, meaning that you are looking at the wording the same for the questions, household occupancy status, is that going to be the same? And those reference periods, meaning what, what was the time that it was collected? Okay. All right. A lot of foundational information. I appreciate you hanging in there with me. Um, are there any questions in the chat? Are there any questions people want to ask? Everyone's tracking. We're good. Excellent. Okay. I am. I'm just giving a heads up. I'm going to require more participation. So get ready.
Um, <laughs> don't be afraid. I promise. No one will be put on the spot. Maybe Barbara. Um, so let's go ahead and finally get into data.census.gov, which I have been teasing this whole time. So like I said, it is our primary data dissemination platform, and it is the way to access that demographic and economic data. Um, you're going to be able to get data for all sizes and a wide variety of variables, population, employment, children, veteran status, disability status, business. Um, and you were going to be able to add geographies, add title uh, topics, filters. We've got maps. Um, so it's a it's a very useful tool for sure. So what I would like to start with is the American Com Community Survey data profile. And Barbara's just going to put a link here that you can get more information. Actually, the link will take you to this page. And if you want to learn more about this, um, what these data profiles. But essentially, I told you those four topics that the American Community Survey categories are, excuse me, those four categories. They've made each of those categories into a data profile, into one large table. And so I love starting there because it really gives you a good idea of what um, you can see, and then you can start using it to deep dive, okay? So we're going to use this scenario to just to, to get started with thinking about you know, finding this data. So what we're first going to do is we're going to go into narrative profiles and we're going to locate both of these addresses. So this nonprofit is looking to find data for the areas surrounding two of the schools in the organization's service area. And they want to do that using census tract and Zitka's. So again, I don't know off the top of my head what the census tract would be or the Zit, you know, Zitka, yes, we've got that because most likely, like I said, the 20164 is going to be the Zitka, especially in an area like Loudoun County, which is not rural, it's highly populated. So that should be a good, a good guess. Same with the Ashburn, Ashburn zip code. But that census tract, I don't readily have that. So I, I thought we'd just go ahead and go into narrative profiles. And then we'll go into day.census.gov using with those those um, uh, census tracts and start looking up the data in the data profiles. OK, so let me um, go ahead and move this over here and I'm going to stop sharing. So now we're going to go. into my narrative profiles. So I've just put, I cheated and I had it all ready to go, <laughs> but the way you can get to this is the link that Barbara put in the chat, or you can simply just type narrative profiles census and it should come right up for you. You can also go to census.gov and search for narrative profiles there as well. Okay, so here are our narrative profiles. We did talk about this last week, so it will be on the video uh, or the recording from last week. But this actually gives you um, narrative uh, data. So it gives you the data in a narrative format. And everything that I'm showing you today, everything that you would see on census.gov, anything is, there's no copyright associated with it. So everything can be copied, cut and paste, screenshotted, um, embedded. Um, so it's, uh, and there actually is a way to do that um, 
when we are in data.census.gov, um, when I show you the profiles that are in there. So it's a, uh, you don't have to worry about, we just ask that you source it. And I know last week we did have a discussion about how do you source something when you only have so many characters and that are allowed by the grants. So that would be, I know I suggested last week, maybe going back to the, the grantee and asking if they if it's possible to have a section at the end that has your sourcing. Um, but even if you just have to, at the end of the day, just put US Census Bureau, because that's all you, I don't want anyone taking up 50 characters with the source. So if it just works for you to put US Census Bureau, but I do suggest that you track where you are getting all of your data from, because once you start into, into these tools, it can get easy to get lost. And I know many times I'm like, where did I find that? I don't remember where I found that. So tracking that process is gonna be really useful for you. So we're just gonna click here. We're gonna click use address lookup, okay? So I'm actually going to put in the first one. So it's gonna be 201 West Holly Avenue, whoops. I can spell. So I do encourage you if you'd like to get in. We're only going to be in this for just a few minutes. But if you would like to um, do this on your own, please do so. Okay. And now I'm going to look up that address. And now you can see I've got my census track right here. I have my Zitka right here, which does correspond to this here. And if I click on this, this is going to give me a narrative profile for those specific geographies for this that this address is located in. Okay, so that was something that if you want to learn more about that. That's what we did on the recording last week. But for right now, we now know that this is the 6116. I'm going to write that down. Okay, so now we're going to put in the other address, which is going to be 43100 Hay Road, Ashburn, Virginia, 20147. We're going to look up that address. And here we go. So now we've got the 6110.04. All right. So now we're done with this. So now we can go into data.census.gov and get started in there. So I'm just going to click my other tab up here. But I know Barb's, Barbara has put that in the chat for you. And again, if you just put in data.census.gov up in your search engine or search bar and click, you'll it will go right to it. Or you can go to census.gov and get it. I recommend that you bookmark it. So if everyone could please go ahead, if you're able to, um, open up a browser with data.census.gov, because again, I'd love to have everyone um, following along with me um while we're doing this that would be great um and actually one thing i am gonna do before we go in there um let me just see i'm gonna stop this and i'm gonna go back into the slideshow because i want to be able to show you something really quickly so before while we're in data.census.gov we're going to do three different exercises at least we'll do two. I, I'm hoping we get to the third one. So the first one's going to be a group exercise, and Barbara's going to put all three in the chat as when I ask her <laughs> to do that. I don't want to confuse her. Um, but the first one, we're going to be doing a group exercise. We're actually going to be looking up the data profiles and looking up this data. The second one is going to be an individual exercise where I'm going to ask you in data.census.gov to look up Ashburn, Virginia, 
and look at data profiles. And so she will be putting, when we do that, she will be putting that in the chat for you and you can follow those tips. Um, I'm not going anywhere, so we can do it. If someone says, no, I am not ready for this, then we can do it together. But by that time, I think you'll be armed and ready. And then if there's time, I'm gonna maybe put someone in the hot seat and ask them to share their screen and we will walk them through finding the data. Okay, so that's our goal, but definitely the first two um, is the goal that I definitely want to make sure we get to those if we can. So let me stop sharing that and come back over to here. Okay. So now we're back at data.census.gov. This allow right here, this allows you to just do a very quick search. So you can put in Loudoun County and it will pop up here for you. And immediately with doing nothing else, well, when it decides, there we go, it's a little slow sometimes, you have tables right here for Loudoun County, Virginia. So this, if you didn't really wanna fool with quick facts or anything else, you can come to data.census.gov and know you're gonna get the population based on the decennial census. And you're gonna be able to come over here and click view profile. And you're gonna be able to get data right here and I love this because it gives you the table that it goes with right here. And so you can click that and look at what this table is. Um, again, this is based on that county data, okay? Um, so this to me is a very useful tool. And if you scroll down here, you can start, there's a population pyramid. And what pops up is that you can click on each of these different sections and you can get um, more, our popular data, meaning most requested data across here, okay? And when you're done with this, we just come back over here and now we're back where we were with our um, with that filter that we put in in that single search. So that is just a really basic quick single search. I prefer advanced search because I want to always be able to do the filters. So when you're done with a particular search, the way you clear out is you click right here, okay? So I'm gonna say, this is that single search, basic search. We're gonna use advanced search. So I'm gonna click that. So is everyone good so far? Everyone following? Yeah, go ahead, Renee. Can you unmute? Industries, a la Lizzie, deserves coverage. Oh. Insurance designed for your small business. Oh, I can't hear you, Renee. I don't think you unmuted. <laughs> There you are. I'm sorry. Uh, could someone else unmute, um, please? Could you Thank tell you. me the last click that you made? And I'm on a really small laptop, so I'm trying oh, to yeah. look in two places, and I just can't see. My vision's not okay. good enough to see where you clicked. Okay, so do you see right under here that red is lit up, advanced search? Yes. That's what yes. I clicked to get Thank here. You. Thank you. Yeah. That. Yes, thank you very much for your question. Okay, um, anyone else? And Barbara, I have my screen kind of moved down so I can't see. So if people are raising their hand and have a question, please let me know. Thanks. Okay, so in a, the um, advanced search, we have our filters on the side. So these are filters just like you use in any search engine, Amazon, whatever. Um, you're just gonna start narrowing down what you're looking for. 
So I suggest we start with geography because that is the one that we definitely want. And we know that we want census tract. So we're going to scroll here and we're going to look. There's nation, state, county, place, that zip, zitka. Here's our census tract right here. So we just click. And now we're going to select Virginia. So you can type Virginia up here. Oh, didn't do that. Sorry. Or you can scroll down. Now we need to find our county. So you can either put Loudoun up here or you can just scroll down to find Loudoun. Now we can select all the census tracts within Loudoun County or we can just choose the two. So let's just go ahead and choose those two that we need. And one of them was 6110, my cheat sheet, 0.04. And then the next one was 6116, 0.02. All right, so now we have our geography set. So now let's go ahead and choose the data profiles. So to do that, we're going to come to American Community Survey. So the nice thing is, is that because we selected geography, we, we only have the choice that's gonna work for census tract, which if you remember is that five-year estimates. So we click here, and these are all the possible tables that we could look at. I would like to start with those data profiles. So I'm gonna click that. That's all I need to do. And I'm gonna come over here, I'm gonna click search. And immediately I have these tables. So these are the data profile tables. So you can see this is the category of social, the economic, housing, and then that general demographic and housing. So I'm gonna go ahead and open this up. I'm gonna start with that social one because that's gonna be the one with the most variety of, of uh, variables. So you can go ahead and collapse this and this one. And now you have a full screen of the table. So if we just start, you can see here across the top of our two census tracts. Up here, this tells you what table we're looking in, that this is the year of the data, and that's the American Community Survey. So you can click one of these three, or actually over here, if you wanted to look at the five-year estimates from the year before, or from several years before. It goes all the way back to 2010. Stacy, we do yes, have a go question. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You lost me. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I was I was with you the whole way. You're just going a little bit too fast for okay. those of us who have to find things and click. Okay, so, so let me I'm, go I'm ahead and I'm going to come back over here. So we did the census tract. I, I'm I'm back to where we selected data profiles, and then I don't oh. know what you clicked from there. So oh, all great. That, okay, that perfect. Far. Perfect. Yeah. So we're at the results. So what I did, let me open both those up. So here, I just selected this top one right here. So I'm not seeing results. So I'm a, I clicked data profile. Oh, okay. So then do you see the search at the right-hand bottom? Oh, I'm sorry. This is my problem for trying to do two screens. Okay. You're fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Did you get the search? Awesome. There's yes. no, sorry. This is a process. I took me a long time to get rid of like, oh my gosh, what am I looking at? So I understand, <laughs> I wanna go as slow as possible, so thank you. So I went ahead and selected the DPO2, and when you collapse these chevrons up here, you now can look at the full screen, okay? So if we just start scrolling down, right here we've got household data, we have relationship, marital status, fertility, 
school enrollment, educal, educational attainment, disability status, place of birth. Um, so this language spoken at home. So there is a great deal of data that is available just from this one table. We come back to results. We can select another table and scroll down and look at the same thing. So each of those tables are going to give you now it's it's not all of the variables, but it is the more popular, more requested variables. And again, it's this kind of surface. So there are the detailed tables, the subject tables that are going to give you more of that detailed information. OK, um, let me just quickly go across here. The notes section. This is very important to look at uh, for you to get an understanding of what is what you're looking at in that table. It gives you a really nice amount of data here um, and that will help you even boost up your grant application um, for so that you can use the terminology that it that corresponds to this data. Okay, you're going to be able to transpose this. All right, so you've got all of those variables across the top now. You can bring that back. Margin of error. I, you know, you can get rid of that to look at, but definitely remember that it's there. Um, I often get rid of it to look at, but this helps you remember that these are all estimates. And um, that it's that there is an actual number here, but that it is an estimate. And this margin of error tells you that it's within 717 plus or minus. And then the same with the percentage. So this this percentage was not applicable for this, but you can see here's that percentage margin of error right here, because here's your percentage. This they did not do as a percentage. So that's why that's not there. And you can get that for each of the, the census tracts or, or the, all the geographies that you're looking at. This percent column is one of the reasons I love data profiles. It's one of the few places that you can actually get percentages calculated for you which is very useful. And again, to me is really in line with the fact that these are estimates. So it, it is keeping in with the type of data that it is. It's not a problem to use these count, this estimate numbers for sure, but these percentages can be really useful as well. Uh, you can download this as Excel, a CV, CSV file, zip file, click here, and this will give you the citing depend on the different formats that may be required, and you can copy it here. You can share this across these platforms. You can copy it, send it to whoever you want, embed it. You can also do that by copying up here as well. Okay. Um, you can map it and you can print it. I'm hoping we get to the mapping. If we do not today, I'm going to give you a Census Academy data gem with the slide, the slide deck and the links document that you'll be able to watch for the mapping because I we may not be able to get to that today. OK, um, so this is what the data profiles are. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at our first exercise, which is going to be that group exercise. OK, so I'm going to come out here. The best way to clear this is um, clicking this logo here, and that means you're going to start over. All right. So, um, Barbara, were you able to just put it's it would be slide number 20, the group exercise in there? Yep, it's in there. Thank you so much. OK, so we're going to go to we're already in data census.gov. We're going to click advanced search. So please do this with me. 
if you'd like to, no requirements. Okay, so now uh, we're going to select our filters and we're gonna do those census tracks one more time. Okay, but we're gonna kind of do it in more of a smooth way without all the interruptions that I gave of showing you all the bells and whistles. So we're gonna click on census tract here. Okay. A little slow. I'm really sorry. I'm I'm so lost. <laughs> okay. All so. right. Okay. Not a problem at all. So let's come back up here. We're going to clear it out. We're going to do advanced search. And now we're going to click on census tracks. Okay. Now we're going to find our state by scrolling down. And then now we're going to come all the way down and we're going to find Loudoun County. Okay. So what we already did was we put in the two specific census tracts. So I'd like to, I'm just going to kind of call an audible here. And I would like to go ahead and click on all census tracts within Loudoun County. Or you can do the census tract that pertains to the area that you would like that you serve if, if you're doing this, if you're following along with me. OK, so I'm going to click on all census tracts. All right. So now I'm going to come down here. And I'm going to come to American Community Survey. And I'm going to do the five year estimates. And then I'm going to hit data profiles. And then in the far right hand corner at the bottom, I'm going to click search. So we need to find, it says it goes ahead, we need to find the language spoken at home, people who commute, and year-round workers. So the DPO2 is that selected social characteristics. And then the other two are going to be those economic characteristics. So let's open that one up first. We're going to get rid of these chevrons here. So now this time we have across the top here, we have this button, the scroll buttons at the bottom. We have all of the census tracts in Loudoun County. So we can make a little bit more room by getting rid of the margin of error. We could also hide columns if we wanted to do that. But we can take a look down here. And we can look for the number of people who commute to work. Maybe that's not on this one. Oh, did I mess up and not put it on the right one? Oh, there it is. I passed it. Whew. Okay, <laughs> here's the commuting to work. This one is fascinating to me that we actually have data on who commutes, how they commute, whether they work from home, how long it takes the average person to get to their destination. I find that just really fascinating that we have that data because I think that is really useful data to have. Then we can scroll down and we can find that median earnings for full-time workers. So here's our income right here. 
Here's our median household income and our mean household income. And so we can look at that. I know the exercise talked about looking specifically for those, but I wanted to show you the using all of the census tracts. Okay. All right. So is everyone following? Does anyone have any questions? Are we in good shape with tracking all of this right now? Yeah. Oh, thank you for that, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. So we want to try, I know we have a few minutes, so do you want to try that next exercise, which would be the individual one, which is going to be slide number 21, Barbara. Thank you. So do we want to, let's go ahead and try that one. She's putting that in the chat for you. So if I'm just going to give you a couple of hints, first we're going to come up to this logo up here, and we're going to click on that to clear out our data. All right, and then if you follow along it, the, the tips here, it should help. So I'm going to bring up everyone's pictures so I can see you all. And um, I'm gonna stop sharing just for a moment. So if you would like to go ahead and try this exercise and see how you do, and if you'd like to unmute and talk it through while you're doing it, let me know. Anyone have any problems with it? So does anyone have for Ashburn the percentage of people over 25 and over who've at least graduated from high school? That would most likely be in, I think it was data profile two, if I was correct. I'm, I'm getting there. I, th I think for me, who's a very data-oriented person, the thing that throws me about the survey is knowing whether to start at state and then have it go down to county, and then I'm like, oh, wait, Ashburn's oh, a place. And even okay, though then, and yeah, even that's though a really know, good point. Yeah. yeah. I know Ashburn's a place. I started on the wrong place, so now I have to go down to place. Then it says, oh, okay, what's state, Virginia? Okay, what? And then it gives me Ashburn. So I'm getting there, but it is yeah. It's not, for me as a data person, I keep going, all right, um, I keep thinking first I have to pick, pick, go to state, pick Virginia, and then I go to county, and then county will give me all the counties in Virginia. So No, what you want to actually choose the end result geography that you want. Okay. Does that make sense? It, That's it, a great it, question because it, it need, I need to remember to explain it that way. You, so if you want data for your census tract, you're going to start there. Yep. So you open that up and then it walks you through getting to that data. So, yeah, I'm getting there, but I'm a little Oh, yeah, slow. no, I just want to make sure I appreciate <laughs> yeah. you asking that because that's a better way to describe it the way you're you're talking. I can see why you 
why you would yeah i used to do that so i understand exactly what you mean so okay, just so always think about the geography here listed is the one that you want to find that data for okay so i'm yeah I'm, and I'm, then it it is kind of like wait why am i going back but if you think about the nesting of that chart everything is nested and so that's why it's almost like a file drawer you have a big mm -hmm. section of files you got to pull out the state files then you got to pull out the you know the county within the state so that's kind of that concept Okay, and then you are under your hints are suggesting that I skip over topics and I scroll down to surveys and I pick American Community Survey. Right, Is because I correct? wanted you to look at the data profiles for this one. Okay, and you're recommending the five-year estimate. Uh, yes, survey. because you are. I'm assuming Ashburn is going to be a smaller, less than sixty-five thousand. But if I'm wrong on that, you might be able to get the one-year data for that. We can do that really quickly. Let's just do this right now. I'm going to go to place. I'm going to come down. So place because that's what I want to look at because it's census designated place. I'm going to come to Virginia. And then I'm going to scroll down. Actually, it's easier instead of scroll down if you just type in Ashburn. So do you see where it says D CDP? Uh -huh. so that's census designated place. So I'm going to click that. Then I'm going to come to surveys. And it looks like so Ashburn must be large enough that you could actually get one year data for it. So let's go ahead and take a look at that. Open that up. Oh, that's going to be the detailed table. So let's actually come back here. Mm -hmm. And I'd like you to, to use the um, five, five year. year. Yeah, for the All data right. profiles. So do you have a cheat sheet for the, that list that you just um, stepped away from? And you picked data profile because you knew what data what was in those different ones. But I took a minute to get stuck there. So if you go mm -hmm. back, back to five-year estimate, mm -hmm. can, you, can you just remind us again what is yeah. under so that? What I recommend, yeah, it's, it's being difficult. Here we go. Let's see if I can get totally out and see if it will let me. No, it's going to be diff Oh, here we go right here. So, yep. yeah. So just for the purposes of today, I was just talking about the data profiles. But let me show you really quickly where you're going to see these other tables come up is if we do topic. So if we're in Ashburn CDP, mm -hmm. OK, that's our the geography we want. We're going to scroll down here and we're going to come to topics. And I'm going to choose health and I'm going to choose disability. I want disability data for Ashburn, Virginia. So then I'm going to come over here and click search. So now instead of the profile tables that come up, I get different types of tables that come up. This is the subject table. So I'm going to open up this. And this is going to then give me for this, it's going to give me more detail dis related to disability. Okay. So it's total. And if you look across here, with the disability, percent with the disability. So for people that with a disability, you have this race and you have this age, and then you have the type of disability that it is. So data profiles are going to give you that general how many people with disabilities, but
But once you start using the topics, then that is where you're going to be able to get into the more specific tables. All right, thanks. That's super helpful. Thanks. Oh, it is? Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was like, we we're hoping it was. So again, the data profiles, like I said, just give you that general. But when you start looking at these topics, we've got education, educational attainment, populations and people, age and sex, language spoken at home. Let's take a look at that. Let's get rid of that. Let's take a look at that. Here's our language spoken at home table right here. So for Ashburn, Virginia, we can see how many people speak English and then um, the different ages for and the different um, type, what they speak. Langu the Indo-European, other languages, Do you we can see? scroll down. Yes, I know we're at question. time, aren't we? Yeah. We're actually scheduled to go to 11.30. We are? Oh, wonderful. Yes. Oh, um, And Renee has a question. Okay, great. I'm, I've had my head that we were done at 11, so I... My world has opened up. Okay, good. We're going to do that next exercise after Renee asks her question. From, from last week, I think that you were able to show um, poverty statistics for an area and overlap that with the demographics, I think. And I tried to go back in and duplicate that. So is this where I would be able to overlay that here or no? So think of quick facts as a completely different planet or tool. So does that, so we're gonna, that's just one way to look at data. Data, I'm sorry, you can, like you can see my hand, sorry. <laughs> Data.census.gov is another tool to look at that data. So yes, let's go into the topics and, and pull and, and see what we can do with what you're asking. Okay, Renee? Okay, so. Um, I am so sorry. I was so thrown. I was like, oh, my gosh, I lost all my time. So I'm so thrilled we have another like 20 minutes to go. Um, then we are right on track. So let me. So we did that individual. Um, and uh, it was who was it that asked that awesome question about the um, was it Heidi? Was that you that asked the questions about the. Um, the geographies and everything, because I really appreciated that. So. Whoever it was that asked uh, asked that, thank you for that. So, um, how did everyone do? That just in general, can you tell me how did that feel for finding that Ashburn data? Please unmute if you'd like and speak up. So, this is Lori. You know, finding the Ashburn data was fine, but then when I went in to get the education, I, you know, I kept going, you know, kept kind of defaulting to maps. I switched over to tables. But I'm seeing percentage margin of error vices like the data in there. So I kind of got a little bit lost after drilling down to try to find the specifics on education. Okay, so let's go ahead and then let then let me start with our so we we know what we know how to do the data profiles generally. Okay, so right. that's what we did. Now let's start drilling down like I just did that kind of ad hoc with with that question. Let's go ahead and start really drilling down to finding these topics okay so let me come back over here so again we we're clear search right here so yeah. now we're going to do the advanced search so what i'd like to do is i just i'm just going to go back out to loudon county just for purposes of just kind of keeping the geography simple so i know county is my designation like what i want so i'm going to click on county 
And then I'm going to scroll down to Virginia. Ah, there he is. And then I'm going to come down to Loudoun. Okay, so now our geography is set and you can see it up here in the filter. So now once it stops doing this, when the filters up come up, so now I'm going to scroll down and I'm going to come to topics. So you were talking about educational attainment. So let's do education. And we're just going to click on educational attainment. We're not going to do anything else. We're not going to focus on, you know, what survey or anything. We're just going to put that topic in because we're not sure what's going to come up for Loudoun County. So let's go ahead and click here our search. So you can see here with the tables, all of these different possibilities are here that we can start looking at, okay? Let's go ahead and start with the top ones. So just to give you a little bit of information, the subject table is going to be, everything's kind of in this nesting. So your subject table, then your B table is a more detailed look at what is in these subject tables, okay? So let's start with the subject table first. And this is our general educational attainment. We know that it is for Loudoun County, Virginia. So I'm gonna shut, I'm gonna close this so I have that whole table. So is this where you got, Lori? Yeah, I didn't. And the thing was, was I was only getting the column that said margin of error. I didn't get the estimate column. Maybe there was something slow with the browser or something. Oh. But now it's appearing pretty good. But I was just getting that one margin of error column. Oh, that um, must have been bizarre. Like what? <laughs> yeah. How can I be getting right? So, um, uh, you know, Edge works really well. Chrome works really well for data.census.gov. So if you find that one isn't working, you can try the other. Gotcha. Um, sometimes just going out and coming back in, sometimes running around screaming, that also helped. No, I'm joking, but um, <laughs> <Or> just <laughs> asking you. <laughs> that's what we all do when we're getting ready to present and data.census.gov is not behaving. <laughs> that's where we kind of panic. So, um, yeah, so this is this educational attainment right here. Now, okay. I could go and map this, but the issue is, is that I only have one county selected. So when you map things, you need to have geographies to compare, okay? So I'm gonna stay here for a couple more minutes and then we're gonna go back out and we're gonna select all the counties in Virginia and then we'll be able to start looking at that data. Or we can do, if you all wanna do census track or you wanna do places, just let me know. We could do all the places in Loudoun County if you'd like to do that, okay? So, so you can see here, this again is that S table. So this is gonna be more detailed than what you had on the data profile where educational attainment is included, okay? So if we just scroll down here, you can see we've got population for everyone over 25 years and over, this is the grades that they completed, population 25 to 35, okay? So that's, it's, this is where it's really important, especially like on this educational attainment that you do pay attention to the descriptor here with the, the the pop you know the variable descriptor it's important to to know what that really means um, and if because otherwise you could say for you know everyone you know this is what everyone in Loudoun County uh, was the educational attainment but no actually it's for people that were 25 years and older that were asked okay um, so yeah. 
Here's our race for the by educational attainment. We have that black alone, white alone, Asian alone. There's a Hispanic or Latino origin. Um, and then there's our median income based on um, the educational attainment. Okay, so if we come back over here to our results, we could actually come down here and take a look at some of these B tables. So we could, these are going to be by race. So you can see the white alone, African, black or African American loan alone. We can also look at this one, the B15001, the sex by age. So now this is going to give you broken down by male and then down here by female. Okay, so that's how the tables, the B, the S tables and B tables, and any of those other tables that you might see are just going to be more specific data. Okay, so where are we at with questions? Anne, go ahead. Uh, for margin of error, when does it start mattering, you know, and for grant writing? Um, it's a really good question. I mean, from in my mind, it 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 should always. I you know, I guess it's it's you should make sure that you specify that these are estimates. Okay. okay? You know that when you're in your description, that it's estimates. Now, I think that I'm not really. I I don't really feel that when you're reporting the data, you have to put that margin and error in unless it was really significant. Like if it was, you know, uh, you had this number and the margin of error was like a third of the number or something, then I would definitely say that's where it would be relevant. Um, so it's it's that's why when when you're putting this data in, I would really look at each piece of data that you're putting in, making sure you're understanding what was being asked, where it's coming from, and the significance of that margin of error. Um, unless the grant Ask for it, I know, Barbara, if you can speak to this, I would say you probably don't need to include it, again, unless it really does, is going to kind of shape the way the data is interpreted. Do you have anything to add to that, Barbara? It would all depend on what the question is and what you're trying to address. So I, it, I can't be specific on it. Mm -hmm. It would just be about addressing the question um, and really um, describing whether it's education, whether really describing your community. Okay. Does that help, Anne? Yeah, it, it does. Um, what's and I, I and I think that's really the you just use your best judgment is what I'm absolutely hearing. I can support. If in Loudoun you are aware that U.S. Census data is not very accurate in one place or another, it would be good to let us know that that is some place that we should avoid. I think that's really sort of the question I'm sort of asking is, is if there's a known lack of data in Loudoun County that we should not be using, let us know. Oh, well, that is actually, um, I mean, that would be not something actually that we would probably ever say because the data is just the data meaning it is collected and if it's if there's problems with it so for example the 2020 one year 
American Community Survey one-year estimates for 2020 are only experimental because of the pandemic impacted the ability to produce data that was going to be really usable, you know, that they felt was co with confidence was representative. Okay, so there are no, the Census Bureau, we're not going to be putting out data that is going to be compromised in some way without letting people know that this is what you have to, you know, you can, you can look at that data, but it's actually in a totally different section. The one-year data for 2020 is not even in data.census.gov. Now, they put that one-year data into the five-year data because they could account for some of those discrepancies because it was the 3.5 million because it's an aggregate. So my my long answer to your very short question <laughs> is that's not something that would be on a case-by-case -case basis. Again, because if they put the data out, then you can with confidence say, this is an estimate, this is a sampling, this is a, a possible representation of my community. This is a snapshot of your community. Nothing is exact. Um, even with the 2020 census, with it being a count, it's a point in time. So as of April 1st in 2020, you can say there were this many people who had, who lived in, in rental units, okay? Or this was this many people that lived in count, Loudoun County. So when you're looking at the five-year data for American Community Survey, which again are sample estimates, you can say this is based on these estimates. It seems to be that this is who's living in our county. You know, you never, yeah, I guess my point is you want to stay away from exacts or this is the way it is. Because again, this is just supposed to inform, supposed to give you information that will help you move forward. It's very valuable information. I'm not disputing it at all but it is data and data has the margin of errors. Data is, you know, has the methodology. And so there's always places that could call into question. So I think again, as long as you stay away from that it's exact, this is the way it is, this data can really inform. Hopefully, Barbara, do you have anything to add to that or anyone else? And does that make sense? Okay, go ahead, Barbara. No, I don't, just reiterating that it is used to inform. Yeah. I think that's that's key. Yeah. All right. Th thank you. That's really helpful. Thanks. Does that help, Anne? Okay. Because it's a really valid question and really good questions. And I think that it what we're talking about is responsible use of data. And you're all here, so you're already wanting to be responsible with your data. So that right there, I, I know that we're all in the same place with that. Um, but it again, I don't want to take away from the value of it because it really does give you an idea who's in, in your community. But it again should maybe encourage you to look at other ways, you know, other things that maybe aren't representative of that. Like what's missing? I don't I know that I know these people anecdotally live here, but I don't see the data to support that. So what's missing? And that is where um, you can help us by encouraging people. Hey, if you get a survey, complete it because you know what? We use that data to get better services for you. 2020, uh, with 2020, uh, 2030 census, complete this because this is how this informs, you know, trillions of dollars in funding um, combined with the, the decennial and the American Community Survey. And you all are you know, experiencing that with with obtain, you know, working to obtain this funding. So um, really great questions. Was there, I know we moved off a little bit from data.census.gov, but do you feel like you have a little bit of an understanding of how to find data in there? 
that was my goal is that it would be a starting point for you. Um, if it, you know, I am, I forgot to say at the beginning, but I am your data specialist. So you can call me, you can reach out to me um, at any point, at any time um, to ask me about this. We can set up a time to go over this. If anyone has questions about this, I'm going to go ahead and share my you know, contact. But um, again, we don't have to end. We've got 10 minutes, but I just want to make sure if anyone does have to leave. Um, this is my email. Please reach out um, to me. Um, you can call me. That's my cell phone, my uh, census cell phone. So um, we can set up a time to meet. If you have a data question, that's my job is to present, is to help people find data. I do believe that it's important to help people learn to fish. So I won't necessarily give you all of it, but I will work with you to figure out how to find that data. So if you have a specific, um, you know, question that you're not sure how to answer for one of your grants, please reach out to me for sure. And I, if I can't find it, I love to reach out to my colleagues who are subject matter experts and we will together figure that out for sure. So we have like 10 minutes. I would love to try the, the other exercise where I thought we'd do the disability data and have someone share their screen and we walk them through it. What do you think? Or do you want do you want to walk me through it and I share it? Everyone come off mute and people walk me through or what would you all like to do? Would you like to go get coffee? I'll meet you in Loudoun. No, sorry. <laughs> Actually, Stacy, quick question. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your amazing presentation. I was just curious, are there going to be other future lessons, data lessons from you? Um, I know you mentioned before you guys were thinking about doing the Pooms presentation. Oh, yes, yes. You were asking about the microdata. Yeah. Well, that's something Tracy and I can definitely talk about. Um, if you would like to set up, um, and again, I, I sound like a salesperson. If you, you know, I don't, not selling vacuums and everything I'm <laughs> talking about is free. But if you want to have me come to you and your staff, I am more than able to do that for sure. Um, and we can, and again, I can do a quick one-on-one -on -one with you, Hannah, um, or anyone else that I can actually, if people are interested, I can talk to Barbara and Tracy, but we could even do like an ad hoc one sometime, um, where I'm just opening up microdata, which, so what Hannah is talking about is there is a, um, public use microdata, which is a way to look at the data, but it has to be at a hundred thousand people or more. And Loudoun County actually does have Pumas. So what it allows you to do in that tool is to mix up all the variables. Um, I have this, I, I say it and my husband's like, that's so gross, but it's like a raw bucket of data. <laughs> you know, you can scoop the raw bucket. And as long as you're looking at 100,000 people or more, you can actually start moving those variables around and taking a look at them. So you can actually, you know, if you wanted to, Instead of using the age breakdown that you're seeing data.census.gov, um, you can, you know, choose your own breakdown. You know, so instead of like 18 to 25, if you want to look at 19 to 26, you can do that. You can look at yearly age data. You can um, disability. Microday is a great way to look at disability. It's also a great way to look at the ethnicities and also language spoken at home as long as you can do that 100,000. Um, level. Um, so it 
and that it's useful because they're using that 100,000, they're able to protect identities, so they're, you're able to have access to the data that didn't make it into day.census.gov because there weren't enough respondents. So that's the advantage of microdata, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, we can definitely do that, Hannah. Um, I can, if you'd like, there are, if you go on to Census Academy, so if you, I think I'm still sharing, if you, on this slide, if you go to the censusacademy.gov, um, you put in census.gov academy, there are a ton, there are a lot of trainings on um, microdata um, access and PUMS. And so if that would be something, I can include that, but um, that's a great way to do that as well. Thank you. That's very helpful. And thank you again for your presentation. Oh, you're welcome. This has been a lot of fun. So, okay, so I don't hear any takers on my uh, walking walking through. So, oh, go ahead, Lori. Yeah. Yeah, I can go ahead and do it. Do you <gasps> want me just to share? Yeah, so, so exciting. Yeah, I'm going to stop yeah, sharing. So okay, so let me, yeah. and if, Barbara, if you don't mind putting in the chat the third exercise, I don't know, if which I'm is going to be that, I'm sorry. Yes, you are sharing. Perfect. Okay, okay hey. so, yep. This is Joe Trimmer um, at the Community Foundation. As yeah. as we're going through this exercise, you, can you point out where in this spot the citation note is? You had shown it like tells oh, you. Oh yes, how absolutely. To it's across the ribbon across the top. Okay. And it says cite, but yeah, I'll definitely show that for you. Yeah, I mean, thank you. In general, you. it's enough to say the the census from this year, but. It, well, it why would you make, recreate make, the wheel when you can cut and paste? This is a new addition to, and I think it's really cool um, that they did this. So, yeah. Okay. So, who wants to take a shot at walking Lori through? I know Barbara put in the chat how we're going to find this disability data for Loudoun County. So, is anyone wants to unmute and walk Lori through it? I mean, I could do it too. Okay, go ahead, Lori. Thank you for being our guinea <laughs> okay, pig. So, and then what we'll um, do is we'll just we'll unmute and tell you you're wrong. How's that? Okay, be that's cool. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Um, yeah. So basically, to clear it, you hit the census data at the uh, at the top over here. Um, yeah. Telling us to go to advanced search, so we go to advanced search. Um, on the filters, we want to go to county. We want to go to so first then need to pick Virginia and get yep. Loudoun County. So we go down to Loudoun County. And then now we're gonna go back over to topics. So go over to the left-hand side, find topics. We wanna find health. Um, in health, we wanna go to disability. And then we're gonna click search down here at the right. Woo! Yes. Okay. So then we get the tables, and what are we? So now you for? can choose. I recommend just start. Why don't we start with that first one? And one thing I didn't say is that usually the first one is the most relevant or common one. So okay. sometimes you have to scroll to find, and that's where clicking the view, so you can, you know, the view up at the top there, 10, 25, or 50. But um, yeah, this is a great table. So. Um, I'm going to pause you for a second, Lori, and if you look across the top of the ribbon, can you show where the site is? Yeah, it's all the way over to the right. Keep going. Next to zip, so right, right there. So if you click that, yeah. okay, there that's you go. And so you can choose your format and then click copy. Oh, that's really cool. 
It is really cool. I always struggle with those, with the format. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can just X out of that. It's okay, right so. Right on site. Very cool. Yeah. So what I'd like you to do is let's have you go back. Um, let's start over again. So let's go to the logo and do, yep, just do the advanced search. And this time I'd like you to choose all of the um, census tracts in Loudoun County. So we're going to do census tract. Okay. We want census tract. Nope. Tracks. Yep. There you go. Yep. Um, state then is Virginia uh -huh. County is Loudoun. Okay. Now and then we want all, all the census tracts. Yep. Okay. Um, there, and now oh, you're going to no. click. Oh yeah. Let's do our topic. So let's this time go to um, race and ethnicity. And let's go ahead and choose uh, black or African-American. So this is, a, so let's pause for a second. One thing I wanted to show to you, do you see all these different choices that are there? So what down. you may have to do is to find the data that works for, to answer the question you need to answer, you might have to try different combinations of things. Uh, okay. to for that to work so and that's why when you think back to that framework that try and try or trial and error process being very open to what you can find is really important um, to just otherwise it can get kind of frustrating and for us as well my colleagues we can't find this data so sometimes you just have to take a breath and go okay let me try this table. Let me try this table. Because again, this is just the facts, ma'am. This is just the data. They put it into cross-tabulated tables. Um, sometimes you're like, I don't understand why they chose that table. I'm not sure why, but it is what it is. I hate to use that expression, but it's the data that you have. And so being as open-minded as you can can be really useful. Okay, just some little tips on Minimizing frustration. Uh, so yeah, if you could go ahead and choose the black or African-American. Um, yeah, just choose the alone one. Yeah, that works. Yep, oh, sorry, I didn't see, yeah. There you go, thank you. And then go ahead and do search. Okay, so now do the B001 sex by age. We'll just start with that one. Okay, so, oh, day's not available? Oh, how weird. Okay, go to, that's weird. So sometimes, thank you, data.census.gov. So this happened. <laughs> I didn't plan this. This happens. You just have to say, okay, so let's go to the second one, the median age by sex. We have data. Oh, that's so weird. What's happening to our data here? This seems like this might be a data, like a tool issue today, and maybe it's tired. So you can try another one, or we're just going to let it go and do something different. Okay, yeah, so it's just not behaving itself. Okay, then, so let's go out. Let's go ahead and get rid of that variable. No, just, just cross out that. Yeah, and then we can come down to, let's do population and peoples topics okay, so now I'm okay population no no go oh yeah we can stay here this is fine all right so what we're looking at is this is all of the tables that are available 2660 tables available for all the census tracts within Loudoun so this in itself is very informative this can give you you know like look at the commuting characteristics by sex or yeah that's a good one 
Uh, S0801. S0801, this one. Yeah. Okay. So then you've got all the census tracts and you have all these specific commuting characteristics based on gender. So you can see across the top is the male and the female. And then on the left-hand side are all the different ways that people, I love it. You can actually get the time of departure. <laughs> oh, That's <wow>. pretty cool. <laughs> so, so let's go back up over. So do you see the P1 race table, the decennial one up at the top? Let's click that one because I love that a decennial one popped up. So this now, now we're no longer in estimates. We are now in counts. And so you see the margin of error is gone because it's not necessary. So this is a point in time count for each of these census tracts for each of these races. And again, these are all self-identified. And the last week we did, I did talk about the specifics of the definitions for those. So um, if you look at that recording, and I'll include that in this slide deck as well, um, just what those definitions are. But if you look at, we've got population of two or more races, population of three or more races. And if you scroll down, the ethnicity questions are going to be there as well, because Hispanic is considered an ethnicity by Office of Management and Budget. So we are now at 1131 at our time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I hope that this gives you some confidence. Um, thank you, first of all, Lori, for being our guinea pig. That was a lot of fun. And it shows that I think you all are doing great with this. So if you do have questions or anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and you have my contact information. So if there are there and I'm not I don't have any deadlines. So if anyone did have questions they wanted to check in about or otherwise we can say goodbye. So I sure appreciate this time with everyone. Thank you. I'm going to say, Stacy, can I stay on with you for like five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. everyone can. Yeah, I'm good. Excellent. I'm good. If anyone wants to stay on, sure. Um, go ahead. Awesome. Thank you Stacey. all. Yo, thank yes. you for participating. The links and the recording, the slides will all be sent to you via email in the next few days by the end of yeah. the week, I should say. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you for all participating. Yes. Thank, thank you, Barbara. You thank you. Thank so you are you much. do you want to are you okay staying on or Barbara? I can stay or? on. Yep. Okay, perfect. Okay, go ahead. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you, Renee. <laughs> yeah, reach out if you have questions, okay, for sure. Absolutely. Go ahead, um, Sam. Yeah, Stacy. I think I owe you an email. <laughs> I think other calls. Oh, Sam, Tracy. hi. Okay, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yes, hi. Hi, I, I have been inundated and just 